Hey, welcome to the Morning X This Week podcast. I'm glad you decided to listen and catch up on all the stuff you missed this week. Here are the clips. 1049 The Morning X, it is Kev. It's Monday morning, and on Mondays, I like to give you a little palate cleanser, a lot of crappy news out there, and I like to give you the good news, the positive stories that are happening around the uh, country and around the world. And it seems to be a theme today, uh, animal-related stories. An 80-year-old guy in Canada earned a citation for bravery from his local police force after a bear got into his house. Uh, He fought with it for 20 minutes, sparred with it. He says he punched it in the nose several times until it left. Uh, Yeah, you know what I hear? That uh, you're supposed to make yourself really intimidating to a bear by, like, you know, making yourself look bigger than you are. I've never heard just punch it in the face until it leaves. That's That's a new strategy. A uh, guy near Sacramento rescued a tiny kitten from floodwaters last week, which is, you know, adorable. Everybody loves a save a kitten story. A uh, guy in Toronto is in the news for an app that he created. That's kind of like Tinder for dogs. It's called Paw Mates, and it helps you find other dogs in your area for your dog to play with. That's nice. Uh, and a non-related, non-animal related stories. The smallest park in the world is returning to Portland, Oregon. The smallest park in the world, yes. Uh, it earned a world record in 1971. It is only three square feet total with one small tree in the middle. Qualifies as a park. Uh, Mills End Park, it's called. It had to be removed earlier this year because of a construction project, but now it's coming back, and the big change is it's just being relocated. And uh, it's going to take a lot of work, but it's going to be exactly six inches west of where it used to be. <laughs> yeah, and that's just... Uh, Major construction project right there. Uh, but that is your weekly dose of good news. 1049 The Morning X at 820. It is Kev, and I'm actually amazed and proud that we've gotten so many questions about this. Uh, yes, Feed the Need is coming back again this year. We're doing it again. We're helping out Stateline families. It's Feed the Need 2021 presented by Anderson Toyota. And we're doing it again at Gray's Foods, just like we always do on Alpine. Uh, on Friday, November 19th is when it kicks off, and we're doing it all weekend long. Friday starting at noon, November 19th, all the way through Sunday at 6 p.m. You can bring in non-perishable food items. We're going to have prepackaged donation bags you can buy inside of Gray's, just like we always do. And on the 14th, we're going to be having uh, volunteers again come out to pack those bags for us and help us out a little bit there. Information on that at thexrockford.com. But we're really excited to be working with the Salvation Army for the Metro Food for the Needy program once again to help feed families in the state line. You don't know who's struggling. You know, it could be somebody you know. It could be one of your very good friends. No one's going to talk about it. You know, some people might be shy to talk about it or shy to ask for help. So somebody you know could be struggling, and this could be helping out them. It's uh, Feed the Need 2021, Friday, November 19th through Sunday, November 21st at Gray's Foods from Anderson Toyota. Also, uh, thanks to Pepsi, Jack's Pub, Oscar's Pub, and Grill, Chop Notch Roofing, Gray's Foods, Two Men in a Truck, Allen Heating and Cooling, Rockford, Siding and Windows, Canyon Flooring, and LDR Cleaning and Restoration. Uh, for getting behind us again this year to help out with Feed the Need 2021. Details at thexrockford.com. This is the Morning X. If spilling hot coffee on your crotch was a morning show, <laughs> that would be us. Dude, I had like a 40,000 calorie weekend. Yeah, a boy. Yeah. Oh, I eat so much meat, and I don't eat a lot of meat very often. Uh-huh. Just because I got to cook for my wife. She's vegan, so he's... Yeah, but I went all out, man. We went to <laughs> Cooper's Hawk. You know what Cooper, yeah. Cooper's Hawk is? It's in the suburbs. Yeah. They don't, I don't think they really have them around here, but Cooper's Hawk, and they had uh, this appetizer called Drunken Shrimp. And let me tell you what it is. It's bacon-wrapped shrimp yeah. in a tequila lime sauce with guacamole. It's an, it's an appetizer, but holy crap. It sounds great. Oh, one of the best things I've ever tasted. Like flavor, all, all those flavors, you don't normally think of them all going together, but oh, do they. And Kev ones. had two. Oh, man. <laughs> I had, so, and on top of that, I had my entree, uh-huh. uh, which was like a Parmesan-crusted chicken uh, in like a, a special sauce and like fried t- potatoes with cheese and breading. You and, were talking for a while about this weekend and how excited you were to go try that restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what I was getting yeah. into. It seemed a little too upscale for me. I don't normally... Go like it's a place where if you want to take a business person out to lunch to get them to like that's, buy from you, it's good like, for that. Oh, yeah. perfect client, like client meeting, right? Like, or yeah, you want to impress a date, this is where you go, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna get your wallet out for sure, but oh, 
Man, I tell you what, I can't wait to go back. See, <laughs> we did something similar to that last week for our anniversary, our 10-year anniversary. We decided, you know what, we're going to go back by our old apartment where we used to live. And there was this one restaurant we used to love. We went there, and this restaurant has gone downhill immensely. It was <laughs> oh, no. Everything was horrible. I mean, the food was just – it was like we wasted our entire night going to like relive this moment of our in our you know history and now nah, it was the, the worst choice and this was made. this was recently yeah, it was last thursday oh okay last yeah. th- okay so that <laughs> that sucks like i mean there's there's a problem right now with staffing at at restaurants you know like yeah. and, and not I mean, not I just there's a problem with staffing a lot of places I mean, not just fast food I, like you know well not that you went for fast food on your anniversary right but you know some people no do i mean wendy's has really gone downhill <laughs> And I treat my wife well. You know, it's nothing but the best for her. I let her get a large frosty at the end, and uh, that still didn't fix it. The triple bacon. You know, (laughs) I'm like, listen, it's her 10-year. You go all out. Go ahead. Get the cup of chili also. Get it. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm splurging on you. Oh, that's great. Well, happy anniversary. Hey, happy uh, birthday. Hi, how many years for you guys? Ten. Ten. Wow, that's a special one, too. So you, you definitely went back to Wendy's. Yeah, that's... we uh, we really, really crapped a bet on this one. <laughs> 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 oh, God. 1049 The Morning Axe. Let's go to the Weird Newswire. Bizarre stories that have happened over the past week or so. We're going to start with New Zealand. They have named their bird of the year after the highest participation in their annual poll ever. And the bird of the year is a bat. Yes, a bat. It is the. Uh, Pacapica to Roa or Long-Tailed Bat, the first non-bird to be named winner of the Bird of the Year contest. Organizers said that Bat's inclusion on the voting is part of a campaign to promote the critically endangered animal. Well, I mean, why not? If Taylor Swift can kick off the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame celebration, then sure, a bat can be Bird of the Year. Why not? We're there. El Chapo's hippos have been legally declared people by a U.S. judge. Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar, you know him. There was a Netflix show about him. He once owned hippopotamuses or hippopotami or whatever you say. And the offspring uh, of those hippos are now legally people in the United States. Federal Magistrate Karen Litkovitz granted the two hippos interested person status in a case brought by the Animal Defense Legal Fund to allow two wildlife experts to be deposed. And the animal rights group believes it's the first time animals have been declared legal persons in the U.S., Okay, that's fine. If Taylor Swift can start off the rock and roll (laughs) Hall of Fame celebration, then a hippo can be a person. Why not? We're there. And a woman on TikTok has shocked viewers after showing off butter she made from her own breast milk. Yes, uh, user Laura Hall 53 shows the butter that she says she made in the 20-second clip calling it her utter butter. And in the past, she's used her breast milk to make homemade ice cream, which she said was approved by their three-year-old daughter. And apparently her husband loves eating her breast milk butter. I mean, why not? If Taylor Swift can open the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame celebration, then you can eat butter made out of your wife's breast milk. We're there. That's your Weird News Wire. We found a moldy breakfast sandwich behind the desk. And you know what? F*** it. We're going to eat it. We'll be right back. Or we'll be at the hospital. Either way, the Morning X will return somehow. Before 9, the Morning X, it is time for this week's Celebrity Dump. Where we dump on celebrities. Because why not? They say punch up, right? Ice Cube has pulled out of his next movie project. He was going to be in a movie called Oh Hell No with Jack Black. But he's pulled out of the project reportedly because they were making him get a vaccine. That might be true, but I think there's a strong possibility that he left because the movie was called Oh Hell No. Just a guess. Keanu Reeves gave the entire John Wick 4 stuntman staff custom Rolex watches. Wow, that's pretty generous. I never thought I'd want to be a Keanu Reeves stuntman or a stuntman at all, but damn. To be in those guys' shoes and know how much I could sell that watch for, that would be sweet. And Oprah has come out with her annual favorite things list. And surprise, you're not on it again. What is on it? An $1,800 row machine. Because we know Oprah likes to be prepared in case she ever needs to row her way out of danger. (laughs) As if she'd ever be on a real rowboat. 
I'm willing to bet she has hired hands who operate that row machine while she just sits on it and reads a magazine. Like faster, boys. These abs aren't going to crunch themselves. And that is your celebrity dump. 104.9. The Morning X will return after Kev's done crop dusting the country station. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Kev at 8.18. Sunday's game of the Bears. Bears lose 33-22 to the San Francisco 49ers. But for a huge change, Wally Ismail of FootballAbsurdity.com says he's actually happy with the game and he's on the phone. Welcome back, dude. Hey, thanks for having me again, Kevin. Sorry, uh, sorry, I was not feeling well yesterday, but um, oh, good. Like for once, it wasn't it wasn't the Bears game making me ill. You know what we got to see that we haven't seen? Justin Fields actually doing like rollouts, bootlegs, run, like designed run plays, things that like utilize his skill set so that they could actually like develop him. I'm going to ask the and, I'm going to ask the obvious question: Does that have anything to do with Matt Nagy not being in the coaching position on Sunday? You know what? That's the other thing too. I kind of wonder, like, like that's what I want to see if if they go back to that to their dumbass play calling <laughs> from like before with like. Maggie against Pittsburgh, I'm going to lose my mind and I'm just going to be furious. And I'm, but at the same time, like the best thing the bears did is they didn't win the game. Like they showed offensive improvement, but I worry that the bears are going to sneak into the playoffs. I told you they are a 500 team. We need them to not win. If you want Maggie gone, like if, cause if they make the playoffs, he's back. Right. And, and feels his development is screwed. <laughs> So I don't know. Like it's a, it's a weird thing. The best thing for the Bears is for them to lose, but also to show signs of improvement. Right, but like, do you think? Do you think Matt Nagy gets fired? Do you think there's a possibility in hell that they'll find a better coach? I mean, I mean here's the thing: is like, in some ways, he's not. He is. He's just a very average coach. But the thing is, we're not winning with him. I, I don't see it. I don't see us get like he's he's changed from what he was like when he first came in. Like he was an accountability guy, and I guess he still kind of is. And he constantly is putting accountability when things are wrong on himself. But like I, I don't trust his ability to self evaluate because they just keep eventually rolling out the same things that they always want to do. Matt Nagy wants to do what Matt Nagy wants to do. He wants to run his fun offense that he doesn't have the players to do. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to adjust to the personnel he has. And it's always a fight every year for that. I don't want coaches who aren't who can't adapt, who can't be flexible. Well, it's pretty it's pretty obvious. So, it's pretty obvious that when he's removed from his position, his duties, things look better on offense. When 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 he stopped yeah. calling the plays, things started looking better on offense. And when he was not in the head coach picture at all cuz he was out with COVID, uh, the offense looked even better. Yeah. And that's not to say, and let's be, let's be fair. He definitely had to have some part in like running out that game plan. Cause if they didn't, uh, if, they, if, if he didn't, that would be insane. Like, obviously right. <laughs> like they're not going to be like, okay, Nagy's not here. We're just going to run these plays instead. Now we can run the forbidden plays. Those guys have to talk to, yeah. Cause eventually those guys have to talk to their boss the next day. Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like, so I don't buy that. Have you heard the one rumor? Uh, there was this rumor going around that I find hilarious that this was actually Matt Nagy's doesn't have COVID. He was just suspended for a game <laughs> to see. <laughs> they just suspended him so that they could see what they did without him. Such such a dumb conspiracy theory. Why? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rumors, though, the trade deadline is today. Are we going to lose anybody? I'll be honest. Like, I wonder if you trade Allen Robinson. And that's the you name. Could get something that's real name, nice for him. Yeah, that say that's the name that keeps popping up in the news feed when there's articles about ooh who might go, who might get traded. It's always it's always Allen Robinson's name up there. And uh, you know he's not getting. I, I feel like he's not getting a lot of looks from Justin Fields anyway. Wouldn't he want to leave? Well, I think Justin. Uh, like, I here's here's where I'm at. Um, Free Allen Robinson. Let him go somewhere where he might actually be successful. He's only had garbage quarterbacks his entire career. Yeah, he's got Justin Fields now, but he's got a rookie Justin Fields. If he thinks he will sign back here, you keep him and you try to get him back next year and you build upon that because Allen Robinson is still one of the better receivers in football, and I want him. But I don't think if I'm Allen Robinson, do you think he resign next year? I wouldn't. As of right now, I don't. Not, not, when they wouldn't, not when they wouldn't give you the contract extension you deserved two years before. 
and like truth be told, like put him somewhere, give him a chance to win. I, I want Justin, I, I want Allen Robinson to have a good quarterback. So I'm all about trading him to get some value for it. If you're not going to sign him, but if you don't trade him and he goes and walks in free agency, I'm just more angry. Uh, shifting away from the Bears here real quick, uh, big news yesterday, Von Miller to the Rams. How do you feel about that? I mean, th- how does that affect the Rams season? I think that looks pretty good. Oh, that's a that's a great acquisition. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Von no. Miller's one of the best defensive players in football, and that de- like, and you already have the best defensive player in football in Aaron Donald. You know what I love about the Rams? They don't draft players. They just trade for really, really good players at discounted prices, and then they just have a great team. And what and what a move bringing in uh, you know Matt Stafford and I, I got to be happy for him right as much as he was a rival I, for quite some I, time you got to be happy for him. Do you know how do you know how many times I had to argue with people, especially Lions fans, who were like Stafford just pat stats like he's a stat patter. That's what they love. Like they call them Pat Stafford, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You guys are idiots. Like he's got he's consistently had the worst running game. Like wasn't there like a there was like a streak of like years where they didn't have a hundred yard a hundred yard rusher on the team. Their defense has constantly been in the bottom third of the league, and then you're mad at Stafford because he's not doing enough. Hey, you put up twenty five points a game regularly. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know you know what's proving me right? Him on the Rams. <laughs> like, oh, look at that! All of a sudden, Stafford's one of the best quarterbacks in football, and you guys are surprised by this. I knew it was coming. Anyone who watched football knew it was coming. No, I'm a big Matt Stafford guy, and I'm very happy to see that he's doing well. Yeah, I mean, a good quarterback on a good team is very dangerous, and yeah. uh, you know. Oh, you... and now you just gave him Von Miller because that defense needed help. I, I think losing Staley uh, to the Chargers really hurt them because that guy. I mean, they had the number one defense in football last year, and that is not the case this year. All right, uh, before we go, I'm going to ask you two questions about the Monday night football game coming up uh, because we could talk about it next week too. Uh, but two questions: okay. number one, can the Bears beat the Steelers? And number two, will they? Um, yes, they can, and they probably will, just because the Steelers aren't that good. Uh, ben, Big Ben, he's old. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. old and he's bad, and he can't move. And as long as Khalil Mack is there, if they like, if they rested him this week because they knew they'd need him next week, like the Bears, the Bears front four can get pressure. So if they get to him, then the Steelers' offensive line has some issues. I, I really do think the Bears can win that game. Do I want them to win that game? Not really, because then that means that like Nagy's one step closer to like somehow retaining his job. So <laughs> right again, we go back to we want them to win, but maybe we don't. Uh, we'll leave it right there. Yeah. Wally, it is mailfootballabsurdity.com is a website. He's on Twitter at I am the Wallet and on Twitch at Football Absurdity. Uh, and we will talk next week about that game. Okay. Okay. I'll talk to you. I'll, we'll talk next week. All right. Thanks for joining me again, man. Appreciate it. We're going to take a break because sitting on your ass and drinking coffee in between fart jokes is just so exhausting. 104.9. The Morning X. Nerd News. Time for your Nerd News headlines for the 3rd of November. Here's the Nerd News stories that have come out over the past few days. You know, we call it Nerd News. It really should just be pop culture without all the Kardashians, you know. But Quentin Tarantino saying he's going to release seven exclusive scenes never before seen from Pulp Fiction. But he's not just releasing them publicly. He's auctioning them off as NFTs. Yes, another confusing NFT situation. Scenes going to include, quote, the uncut first handwritten scripts of Pulp Fiction, an exclusive commentary from Tarantino, plus a front cover that's, quote, unique, never before seen public facing work of art. He says, quote, I'm excited to be presenting these exclusive scenes from Pulp Fiction to fans. NFTs provide a new world of connecting fans and artists, and I'm thrilled to be a part of that. We're all still very confused by it. Nobody actually knows what that means. Uh, Chris Pratt, in case you weren't mad enough that he's voicing Mario, he's just signed on to be the voice of a different animated character in a movie. Uh, and uh, he's apparently not interested in uh, leaving any cartoon characters for anybody else because he's now going to be the lead in the new Garfield movie. That's right, Chris Pratt voicing Garfield. No word on the plot, but I'm guessing Garfield's going to be depressed, eat a lot of lasagna, and uh, be annoyed by Odie. Just a guess there. Uh, Garfield has been brought to the screen twice already. Bill Murray voiced him those times before. Uh, the Boondock Saints. That movie came out in 1999. Since then, fans have been clamoring for a uh, another sequel. Boondock Saints 2 came out in 2009. And the uh, 
little bit late to stay on the uh, one-per-decade schedule, but Boondock Saints 3 is finally in the works. Norman Reedus, Sean Patrick Flannery coming back along with director Troy Duffy. And it might not be the last installment either. The plan is to kick off a, quote, John Wick-type global action franchise. And that, my nerds, is your news. You guys are gross and lame. 104.9. Like it or not, you and your friends are a part of it now. The Morning X. Black Friday isn't even Black Friday anymore, really. Right? I mean, like, like it starts... Everyone just starts their Black Friday sales like two months early now. Yeah. It's just like Black Friday sales going on now. And by the way, Halloween is next month. Well, (laughs) and what they really try to do, I mean, like, they'll just be open on Thanksgiving now. Like, I mean, all day Thanksgiving. Like, no, we have Black, the Black Friday sales are all day on Thanksgiving. Well, isn't it supposed to be on Friday? No, 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 no. We're doing it. We're doing it on Thursday. I mean, it does reduce the number of people who get trampled for a $50 discount on a $9,000 TV. Keep the toaster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, keep the air fryer. You could have it. Yeah. And I'm going to stay home and watch football and be fat. I've never, I've never uh, considered the fact that I could get into a physical altercation over, over a toaster oven. Yeah, Yeah. there have been a couple of times I think that we've gone out maybe after Thanksgiving to get something because it was like we needed another TV, right? And it was like a situation where like we were waiting for Black Friday because, well, we got to buy a TV. Let's save a couple bucks. Outside of that, I mean, we've never gone like, we got to get our Christmas shopping done now. (laughs) I wonder if a lot of people do that. Like, I wonder wonder how many people actually just go to get something for themselves on Black Friday. I think a good portion of the people do. Yeah. I mean, we've done it. Yeah. And just like you, it was a TV. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why, if you can, if you can get the, the, the deal on something you want for your own house. Yeah. And look, ours wasn't like a, you know, 80 inch for $200 kind of a deal. It was, it was a reasonably good deal that we want to make sure we got in on, but it wasn't like a mad scramble dash for the thing. Yeah, I'm going to get those things that I want for myself that I, it's too expensive to ask other people for, you know, there it is. I'm not going to ask my mom. Yeah. I want this, you know, PlayStation five. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Like not like, not that that's ever going to be available to buy again, but the point is like, like those are the things you get for yourself on black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because then you're not burdening somebody with a $500 gift that they're never going to be able to buy you. Right, yeah. You put that on your guilt list. (laughs) (laughs) I used to put stuff like that as a kid. I used to put, like, PlayStation, stuff I never, I knew my parents would never afford. Maserati. Just to see. Let's just see if it shows up. Honda Civic, please. Yes. <laughs> 1049, the morning act's 813. It's Kev Dan from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau is here, and I love when you come in because I get to educate you on music that, yes. you, that you don't know too well. Like the Ramones, for example. We were just listening to them, and we both decided that he kind of sounds like a Muppet. Yep. Uh, kind of like the Swedish chef, just kind of... <laughs> It's a unique style. <laughs> it is. It is. But it, it launched a thousand other bands. You know what I okay. mean? Like it was highly, they were highly influential. Uh, without the Ramones, we might not have had Green Day, et cetera. Okay. You know? okay. It, was, it was one of those kick it all off <laughs> bands, you know? So we still play them because, I mean, it's catchy. Perfect. Whether or not he sounds silly, it's still catchy. Yeah. Uh, well, we got some stuff going on in the Rockford area this weekend, and uh, Dan's here to help us out with our plans. So what do we got? Yes. Yeah, so uh, coming up, um, we have another. Uh, Comedy performance tonight, actually, at 7.30. Kevin James will be at the Coronado. You might know him from Grown Ups or Hotel Transylvania. Or how about the King of Queens? That, that too. His biggest project ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, so try to snag a ticket at Coronado. They, I'm sh- Ticket sales have been doing pretty well for comedy shows, so I would get on that here this morning if you can. Maybe snag one and then uh, plan a night out in downtown. See, I'm a little bit upset with my show's producers because there's no reason if Kevin James is performing tonight that he's not on this show That's today. That's true, yes. Like he's, he's not in the building <laughs> sitting in that chair talking to both of us right now about it, his upcoming show. That would be ideal. Uh, so I'm going to have to talk to Joey in the other room <laughs> and find out why that didn't happen. Yeah. So I'm not going to call him myself. Yeah, that, that would be a little... Tacky. Yeah, he might yeah. not appreciate that. <laughs> it's like the annoying salesperson. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Six calls a day. He's like, it's three in the morning. Why are you calling <laughs> Why are you calling me? Because <laughs> that should be on my show today. Please. <laughs> You're in Rockford. Come on down. Uh, oh, well. Anyways. <laughs> I'm marveling at my own at my own failure to get him in here. Yeah, should, he should be on the show. Big disappointment. Yeah. Today. Oh well. Oh well. We won't hear him. We won't get to hear him joke about you know eating food or whatever it is he jokes about. Is that his thing? 
Oh, and that's Jim Gaffigan. Jim, Jim yeah. Gaffigan does the food jokes. Kevin James. Yeah. Kevin James does does some some weight jokes too, though, doesn't he? I mean, you know, we all do. We all put on weight. We all joke about it. But anyway, continuing on, what else do we have? <laughs> all right, so the. Ever popular Rockford Ice Hogs are back this Saturday with their season opener at 6 p.m. Yes. Yes, people in the building again. People in the building, no crowd capacity limits, you know, so do what you can. If you don't feel good, don't go out, but. Right. I mean, that's yeah. common sense, people. So, um, yeah, we're excited to have them back, back downtown, um, support the team. They're part of the Blackhawks affiliation now, so it's exciting to have that here in town, and uh, hopefully they have a good opening night here Saturday. Yeah, that's all, it's all you can hope for, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what else we got? Yes, yeah, so uh, finally here, love this name, Smashing Pumpkins. The world is a vampire. Oh, you're not talking about the no, band Smashing no, Pumpkins? No, unfortunately, I am talking about literally Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, oh, so we get to go break stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, the Discovery Center is having um, bring your leftover jack-o'-lanterns, pumpkins, bring it to the Discovery <laughs> Center. They have a trebuchet or catapult, also known as. A trebuchet? Yeah, I think that's How the. How do you even know that? <laughs> This is like one of those weird things I think they taught us in school. <laughs> I, just, I never learned about a trebuchet. Hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, they're doing pumpkin chunking is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. They're going to they're gonna fling those across the parking lot. <laughs> um, Discovery Center still has times to sign up for, so check it out on their so website. So if you got that rage. Yes. <laughs> Go out and smash some pumpkins out there. Every year, I can't wait for you guys to talk about this event so I can do the same joke every year. <laughs> that was my first time hearing it. <laughs> first time. I can do the, oh, you don't mean the band? <laughs> I recycle material here. That's, yeah. that's, that's how I get by. That's, that's, that's the best. <laughs> so that'll be on Sunday. Um, and let's you know, make it clear once again, it's not the band. It's, it's not the band. Right. Unfortunately, I wish we could have Smashing Pumpkins in Rockford. That'd be but, cool. That'd be cool. But, I, don't, I don't see why they wouldn't come here. It's just, yeah, if maybe, you know, Philip Coronado, Philip BMO. Maybe we can get him and Kevin James here at the same time. Yes. And they can both talk about smashing pumpkins and eating food. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So these are just a few of our events, and there's always a lot more going on in the region. So check out GoRockford.com to see our calendar of events and where you can sign up for our weekly e-blast. And Dan from the Rockford Area Convention Visitors Bureau, I'll talk to you next Thursday. Wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> that's not supposed to still be playing. See, that's that's Joey in the other room again, making mistakes. That's fine. 1049. Bend over and take it up the tailpipe. The morning X. The real rock report on the morning X. It is time for the real rock reports. Powered by Oscars Pub and Grill and Jack's Pub. And with the report, we got Lou. Slipknot had to halt their show in Phoenix on Tuesday night for about a half hour due to a huge fire on the lawn at the pavilion they were playing. (laughs) Fans started a bonfire uh, burning lawn chairs during All Out of Life. There's a huge pile of lawn chairs. Other fans threw their own chairs in. The blaze got bigger. And when the song ended, the band left the stage for about a half hour so the fire could be put out. Missed out on a couple of songs like Duality and some others. But uh, that's what happens. That's why they take everything when you go into a concert. And you say, well, why can't I bring in a chair? I'm in the lawn. Because us idiots start fires yep. out there. That's why you can't do stuff like that. Those people ruin it for everybody else. Exactly. Uh, Hailstorm, they're going to do a live streaming event called Happy Haley Days, December 23rd on Mandolin.com. The concert was filmed back in September. They also have an unplugged version of Back from the Dead that's out now on YouTube. And Green Day going to release a new single tomorrow called Holy Toledo. It's in the film Mary, Mark, and Some Other People. Yeah, we'll get that one out tomorrow as soon as we have it. And that's your real rock report, powered by Oscars Pub and Grill on East State and Jack's Pub on North Perryville. Both open at 11 a.m., setting you up with 450 Captain Morgans, Tito's, Jameson, and Screwball every day, plus 350 House Wines and Happy Hour specials on apps every weekday, 4 to 6. Thanks, Lou. Yeah. Mary, Mark, and some other people. That's up pair. Yeah. Great title. No idea what the film's about, but Green Day's got a song. You started talking about the fires in the lawn, and I immediately Woodstock. started having flashbacks of news footage of Woodstock yeah. 99. Yeah. Were you there? Did you tell me you were there? I was there. You yeah, were? yeah. Okay. I grew up on the East Coast, and that wasn't a, a, a long drive for me. And it was, I, I mean, I wasn't involved in any of the stuff that went on, but it was just a bad situation. It, as you can tell from any documentary you watch, it was just miserable. 
It was miserable. Lou was too busy belly sliding down a mud puddle. Uh, it was actually poo. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's actually... All those shots with mud. Yeah. Look, uh, oh, don't assume that's mud, right? <laughs> don't assume that's mud. Always assume. Even if you just go to Lollapalooza, don't wear flip-flops. Don't be an idiot. That's not mud. That, yeah. I promise you there's more than mud in that mud. Great way to get pink eye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's it's always poo. <laughs> always. That's the rule of thumb to go with. And if later you find out it was mud, eh, great. It's always poo and there's always something else in the drink somebody hands you. That's Those are the assumptions you should always make at those concerts. <laughs> yeah. Know the road you're going down. If somebody hands you a drink that's not sealed... You're going to have a good night. Don't You're going to have an interesting night. Don't drink the beer in the blue cups. There's acid in the beer with the blue cups. Oh, man. Yeah. That's um, that, it's immediately what I thought of, too, with the, with the whole chair burning thing. And, I mean, uh, this sounded like it got taken care of pretty quickly, not uh, on the level that Woodstock 99 was. Well, but. Why, why do they talk smack about rock fans? Yeah, yeah, right. Why Why did Wrigley Field lose their mind when ACDC was going to play there? Why, why did Wrigleyville <laughs> petition ACDC? That's because rock fans pee on things and light things on fire and take dumps on people's lawns. And, it, that you know, that's why we can't yeah, have so nice things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, they're worried about ACDC fans, right. I love the Wrigleyville people that move into the neighborhood and then start complaining about the traffic and the people on a game day. The stadium was there before you were born. Why did you? What did you think it was going to be like? This isn't new. They didn't just build it. This team didn't just move to the north side of Chicago. It's been in that neighborhood for over a hundred years. You knew what you were getting and into. And you have the nerve to to let loose that sort of entitlement. Yeah. Oh, no more night games. No, no. You move next to a baseball stadium. <laughs> That's what you did. Yeah, I don't know what they what they were expecting, but uh, yeah, I can't stand that. They have this whole commission. It's like they're not an HOA, but it's like the Lakeview uh, homeowners, and they all complain about the Cubs and concerts, and you know, you move next to a gigantic stadium. What do you, what do you think was going to be going on? Is it all you know, elderly folk there? I mean, what is it? Because I can't imagine too many young people going. Oh, rock concerts. Yeah, I think it might be. It must be the you would think the older crowd or people that are just fed up with not being able to get to their driveway. Which I get it, but then again, <laughs> don't move next to a baseball stadium. Right. That's just call me crazy. Thing. Yeah. Uh, hey. We got some big stuff going on. I mean, there's tons of stuff that just started like right now, but uh, the big thing, of course, for November every year for the X, Feed the Need 2021 happening, presented this year by Anderson Toyota. We're going to be out there uh, November 19th through the 21st. That's a Friday through a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, doing the usual stuff. Yes. Collecting uh, non-perishable food items. Uh, we're trying to fill those barrels and fill that truck up, man. And also, of course, monetary donations, accepted drive-ups as well. And no matter what's donated, it all stays right here in the state line area. So it's not, you know, going to end up going somewhere else. The, the Salvation Army keeps it all right here going to the families in our area. Now, uh, we also need volunteers the Sunday before, the 14th. We're going to be at Gray's prepackaging all the boxes of food so people can just show up and grab them and throw them on the truck. Yeah, those donation packages don't pack themselves. No, and we absolutely need people. So if you want to sign up, just text FEED, F-E-E-D, to 59457. Link come right to your phone. Sign up, and uh, anyone we pick as a volunteer going to get a gift card to Nuncio's as well. So we'll get you a little grub in your belly, and uh, you're doing some good, helping feed the need. And, of course, uh, local businesses jumping on board to help us out again this year. Let's see if I can get through all these without looking at the sheet. Oh, <laughs> It's not possible. No. <laughs> so I'm going to just look at the sheet. <laughs> just look. Uh, of course, uh, Anderson Toyota, the presenting sponsor this year, but also brought to you by Pepsi, Jack's Pub, Oscar's Pub and Grill, Top Notch Roofing, Gray's Foods, Two Men in a Truck, Allen Heating and Cooling, <laughs> Rockford Siding Windows, Canyon Floor. Cunis of Belvedere, uh, uh, LDR Cleaning and Restoration, Advanced Chimney Systems, and 815 Gardens. You, I think you got them all. Did I get them all? High I, five to every one of those for getting for sure. involved in helping out a cause like this and you know, trying to do some good for the community. That's what it's all about. Once again, Feed the Need 2021, November 19th through the 21st. Full details, all that we just told you right there at thexrockford.com. What day, what day do you think Rick Nielsen makes his annual appearance? <laughs> Always shows up. God bless him. I mean, the dude shows up and donates and... Uh-huh. You know, just he, and what the coolest thing is is like he's just grocery shopping and no one's bothering him. Just Rick, you know, getting some 
lunch meet and on his way out he always always stops and make sure that he uh he takes care of the cause i'm gonna will i'm be willing to bet that it's not during one of the time slots that i'm there uh, i don't know what it is this will be my fifth one since i got here it's been my fifth feed the need and i've always missed him so i feel like i most of, last year i saw him but i feel like most of the time i get like oh you just missed him you know who was just here yeah uh-huh and it's just great to see it's it's cool that he uh you know Takes a takes a second to acknowledge a great cause like that. I feel like he, f- he figures out when I'm not going to be there and personally avoids me. I, just, I, I don't know what it is. I've only had one conversation with the guy ever. But he must he must avoid me. And I, I think he might have sought out Lori when Lori still worked here uh, to go see her. A lot of people wanted to go see Lori, so that's just uh, you know. It's cool, man. It's fine. You can come see me, Rick. I don't bite. <laughs> Come out, buy some bread, buy some groceries for yourself, and then uh, make a donation. And that, that goes for you, too, not just Rick Nielsen. Exactly. No, it's, it's a great cause. I'm really glad we you know, got to power through it last year through COVID, through the, you know, the, the thick of it. But uh, it's just one of, the, it's one of my favorite things we do every single year. I'm really glad we do this. For sure. So we hope to see you out there. That guy's a tool. You're a tool. Tool of the day. As always, your tool of the day is powered by Retool of Rockford. It's where they buy, sell, and trade tools on East State Street. And today we go to Kentucky. And yes, I think we're going to need the banjo music for this one. Definitely. We go down to Kentucky for a story like this, we definitely need the banjo music. And probably I should also warn you that this may not be suitable for kids. So if you got little ones in the car, either earmuffs or be the cool parents. It's up to you. A 33-year-old woman in Kentucky named Crystal Denim. Borrowed a sex toy from her neighbor. First of all, gross. <laughs> and uh, then refused to give it back to him. And it gets weirder because her neighbor is also her cousin and a guy. So I'm not not exactly clear uh, of the situation here. But he showed up at her place two weeks ago and said he wanted the toy back. It's not clear what kind of toy it was, what he was doing with it, or how long uh, that she had had it when uh, she borrowed it. But... She refused to hand it over and told him to get off her property. Now, what are some things you can do in this situation? You could say, hey, buddy, I never even borrowed your sex toy. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, if you really didn't want to give it back, right? You can come up with all kinds of things. I'm sorry. I lost it. I damaged it. I mean, you're risking getting charged if you say that, but not her. She didn't go any of these routes. She didn't go the... uh, misdirection route, she took out a knife and tried to stab him. I take that back. She didn't try to stab him. She actually did stab him. Now, there's a lot of claims going on here. She claims he grabbed her by the elbow and that's why she stabbed him, but he says she was just acting crazy and stabbed him as he was trying to leave. Luckily, nobody was seriously hurt. He actually refused medical treatment, so it wasn't even that bad. But when the cops showed up to arrest her, (laughs) she tried to fight the police. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, they got her into custody. She's facing charges for assault, disorderly conduct, menacing, and resisting arrest. I love the menacing charge there. It's like she's twisting her mustache going, yeah. And either way, don't be a tool like this fool, but the right tool for your job, you can find it at Retool of Rockford on East State Street next to Chuck E. Cheese. They buy, sell, and trade tools. Go and see my friend Dave. Tell him the morning accent you. And visit rockfordretool.com. You're listening to Kev. Think that makes you cool with the cool kids in school, Fred? On the morning X. 1049 The Morning X. It is Kev. I don't know if you heard the tool of the day a little bit earlier, but it was about a lady who stabbed her neighbor. And uh, Bill is on the phone and says that story reminded him of something. So what's up, Bill? Uh, some years ago, back in the 80s, my mom's brother uh, brought his girlfriend over to meet my sister. Okay. And basically what happened was my mom ran up to him and gave him a big old hug. Okay. <laughs> well, the girlfriend at the time did not like that at all, so she pulled a knife on my mom. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> yes, she did. When I heard that story, I was going, oh, that made me my mom. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Anyway, so they had a big old brawl in the front yard. My mom whipped the hell out of her, and my uncle married that woman. No, he didn't. Come on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> was mom at the wedding? Yep. She was? Yep. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, that's pretty intense, man. And at Kalen, unfortunately, it's all true. <laughs> hey, man, it's it's. I don't know if it's ever a good thing if you hear the tool of the day on my show and go, "Hey, that makes me think of my mom." One hundred 
104.9 The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Kevin. Last night, I'm on Twitter, probably a little bit too late for somebody who has to get up early, but uh, a lot of my Twitter people pissed off uh, regarding the WWE, and uh, apparently they let a bunch of people go yesterday, and uh, mm-hmm. so I had to, I had to get uh, our resident WWE expert, Hef, on the phone. What's up, dude? Uh Bad day to follow wrestling, basically. WWE released, like, over a dozen wrestlers, several different people you know from Monday at Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. It was quite the bummer. Uh, some big names got let go. Keith Lee has been a big name for them. Karrion Cross, who was just a champion with NXT and got called up to Raw. A uh, lot of different people. Eva Marie, who had just brought back to the company, and a handful of other, you know, lesser-known talents, but great people, all got let go. WWE's let, like, I think 78 wrestlers go in the last year or so. Wow, it's big. Uh, budget cuts, are they saying? Budget cuts are what they're saying, but people aren't buying it because at the same time, you know, they reported profits yesterday and they had a quarterly call and all these different things. But maybe it's a lot of people think the company is just being restructured from the top down. So this is part of it. Okay, wait. Uh, let me let me let me backtrack for a second because uh, I mean, like, I haven't followed wrestling for a very long time, which is why I have to talk to you about it. Uh, <laughs> like, I, maybe maybe haven't followed it since the late '90s. So, would this be like uh, if they let The Rock go and Stone Cold go? Are we talking? I wouldn't say that, but this would be uh, for for people of a certain age. This would be like if they let like someone at the level of like an X Pac or uh, you know a Jeff Jarrett, some big names near the top of the card go. Okay. Uh, None of these people were in, like, major programs, but the fact they let so many people go on one day is kind of, like, astonishing. And, they've done, and they they let some big names go. Bray Wyatt, who's a huge, huge star for them, was released, and some weird things are going on about it. Some news is still coming together. There is some reports that the batch of people that were released yesterday, it was related to that some of them being publicly unvaccinated, but that can't be – that isn't clarified or confirmed by the WWE or any other source. It is reported. Um, but there's, there's just not enough information on it to confirm it. Just, just conjecture at this point, right? Yeah, but there's some people that where it's the, the, some of the reports are saying some of those people. But mind you, there was like 12 people released. It's not like all of them released for the same reason. Right. Uh, so, I mean, and that's not like a radio job. You know, like like if you or I lose our radio job, there are lots of radio stations we can go to to find more work. Uh, there's not a whole lot of pro wrestling organizations for these people to find work. Well, I mean, the independent wrestling scene is still pretty, you know, like there's Damage Inc. wrestling in, in Rockford, and there's AAW in Chicago, and a lot of these people wrestled here locally and independently before they made it to WWE. And what's to say they don't wrestle for the WWE again? You also have competitors like All Elite Wrestling is on TV, but they've just signed a bunch, uh, several big-name people from WWE sure. jumped over there, too. Uh, and, you know, it'll open up. The, the independent wrestling scene is really, really strong, especially here in the Midwest. There's great shows you can go and see in Chicago and Rockford and Milwaukee. And so these people will be able to bounce back with it. All right, Hef. So as you know, we have WWE coming to Rockford in December. Who is left for us to be excited about? <laughs> There's a lot of talent on this show. Uh, I mean, when people see these shows, the, the, the industry wrestling fan term for these shows is house shows. Because sure. they're not on TV. We're getting a super show. So we're getting a combination of rosters from Monday at Raw and SmackDown. Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, the Usos, probably one of the best tag teams of all time. Charlotte Flair, woo, have to do that, right, when you hear that. <laughs> sure. And, and Becky Lynch, the man. Uh, there's a lot of talent coming up on this show. And the fact that you get in Rockford and, you know, oh, man, we i got to go to Chicago or I have to drive up. to No, this is going to be at the Pimo Harris Bank Center. This is going to be an awesome show, and we have tickets you can win them right now on our website. That's awesome, man. Hey, Hef, thank you very much for uh, getting up early to talk to us. Uh, We'll hear you on the air after 10 o'clock. You made me get up a half an hour early, Kevin. And also, I I can't call myself Kevin. I have to call myself F, Kevin. <laughs> right, Hef's your, your middle name, right? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I got here first, a-hole. <laughs> All right, man, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. You guys are gross and lame. 104.9. Like it or not, you and your friends are a part of it now. The Morning X. 104.9, The Morning X at 8.11. It is Kev and... Very dashing, very handsome, and timely, on time, as always, Mike Peck of the Rockford Ice Hogs. Oh, I smile every time I hear that song. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure we play enough of it 
to to ping the ratings for them too, so they're probably getting a little nickel in their pocket every time. Yeah, we, they're like, man, <laughs> this is great. Where's all this mailbox money coming from? <laughs> yeah. Rockford, Illinois. I get a nickel every three months for some reason. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> but here we are. It's Mike Peck from the Rockford Ice Hogs, and uh, tomorrow is the big day, the first home game at the BMO, and the first game to allow fans in. In how long? Twenty months. Twenty months. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It feels it's, like 10 years. It does. It does. It's it's crazy that uh, we went that long without, you know, having having the building open to the public. I know we had three games at the end of last year uh, that we allowed some season ticket holders to attend, but that was like... I don't know, two hundred people maybe. Sure. So, which was which was cool, but this tomorrow is going to be it's going to be awesome. So, what what are some new things we can expect in the BMO this year? Um, so there, there's obviously there's been some well advertised and publicized renovation going on at the building. Uh, not a lot of fan facing stuff though. So I think if people are going to come down tomorrow or Sunday and, and say, "Man, this, we're going to a, this new building," <laughs> you might be a little disappointed. What uh, did they change? Yeah. Well, the first thing you're going to see if you come in the main entrance by the box office there's two really ginormous video boards that are up they're not quite functioning yet hopefully next week because they just <laughs> okay. got put up like in the last week sure um so there's going to be some nice video boards that'll be on the outside um when you get in the inside um the, really the only thing you're going to notice on the inside is there's a new center ice club level um that's up top where the press box used to be so okay. that's not quite complete either but uh most of the renovations are going to happen here over the next uh, next couple of years Yes, yeah, so, I mean you, it could be worse. You could be walking into a bunch of tarps and dust. Well, you know, if that was uh, like Tuesday this week, that's what it would have been. So, yeah, we walked. We were walking the building. I think it was Tuesday afternoon. I was like, oh boy, we we have a hockey game this week. This is uh, we're a long ways away, but uh, it's it's just one of those things where you know those construction guys find a way. And you know, yesterday by by the afternoon yesterday, the team was moving into the locker room. That's been renovated, but fans obviously won't see that. And then the ice floor was was replaced, and nobody. Is going to notice that. Well, a, so. a skilled fan might see the locker room. He won't get very far. Yeah, but right. He might get in there. Remember that weird commercial that the NFL ran years back, where the, the guy was hiding in like the dirty hamper <laughs> bin there when they were throwing like their jerseys in the bin. I just, I just found that commercial really creepy. I don't remember that one. What was that for? I think it was for like the NFL apparel store. I don't know, maybe Fanatics. I don't even know. But oh, it was, he, there's an easier way to get a jersey. Yeah, yeah. It, that was pretty much it. But like, you know, a guy, one of the big linemen comes by and throws his dirty jersey in the oh, bin. This guy kind of pops up. It's like jock strap in the face. Yeah, hmm. this is gross. Ever get anything like that at the BMO? Any uh, creepers? Imposters? Or cre- <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. Well, not that I know of. Oh, no, don't mind me. I'm on the team. Just, uh, <laughs> see, I got a jersey on. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it, it's uh, it's really exciting to have uh, hockey back in Rockford. Um, you can watch it on TV all you want, but it's not. It's nothing like going to a game. Yeah, and, absolutely. And seeing it uh, live in person at the BMO. And uh, tomorrow's game, the Grand Rapids Griffins are in town. Yeah, six o'clock. And you know something else that's kind of cool is you know we, we kind of view this as as a new era, uh, another chapter in Ice Hogs hockey with the the Blackhawks buying the team over the summer, and you know we're we're, we're entering a new era of Ice Hogs hockey. And this uh, uh, the franchise is committed to the city for the next ten to fifteen years, and you know it's it's a long term you know situation, which is awesome. So. Well, I mean, not to disparage your organization or anything, but the Hawks not doing so well. What are the odds to pull some guys up? Oh, it's been it's already been up and down. There's been guys up and down, left and right. I mean, the, the team up top not not performing, you know, to sure. to where they want to be, and then they've had a little bit of a COVID outbreak. Guys wow. have been uh, up and down here. I think we've had. Gee, six or seven guys already that have gone up and played in Chicago. And we're talking, you know, we're, we're three, three and a half weeks into the season, and there's already been six, seven, maybe eight guys that have that have played in Rockford and played in Chicago. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely cool to see these guys playing in Rockford, you know, tomorrow sure. and then potentially playing with the Blackhawks on Sunday. Yeah, you never know who you're going to see, right? I mean, you, you could you could see a pro. You could see you could see one of the pro stars come down. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, maybe they're, they're having some trouble with their, uh, their, their slap shot, you know? <laughs> Go down to the Ice Hogs and work on it for a Work on months. your slap shot. You know, what the, you know what the nickname is for the slap shot? The clapper. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I kind of like that. <laughs> it's it's oddly dirty, but uh, also it reminds me of that old commercial. Clap off. Yeah, there clap you go. Clap off. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously uh, got to feel good for you. 
to have something happening again. It's, you know, last year, things were kind of quiet. And, yeah. Uh, you know, now we're going to have people there. We're going to have, uh, you know, sound effects and music. And, you know, I mean, how much of that in-game, maybe I see this before, but how much of that in-game stuff did they do when there was no crowd? Like the um, We still did video board stuff. We didn't do, like, obviously the pump-up videos, but, we, you know, we played uh, the game up on the video board. We had crowd noise pumped in. We played music at, you know, the, the breaks. Um, blew the, blew the goal horn off when we scored. Yeah, the PA guy. Yeah, we had the PA Ice guy. Hogs go. Yeah, yeah. And maybe not quite as uh, Chris Toltzman didn't quite <laughs> get as excited with nobody in the seats. Um, so we, we try to simulate. You know what a real game would be. I mean, these guys are pro hockey players, right? And some of these guys, yeah. are, this is their first taste of professional hockey. And, you know, there's nobody in the seats. And right. I would never want to do that again. That was horrible. Yeah. So it's going to be great uh, tomorrow and on Sunday to have people back in the crowd. And it just provides so much atmosphere. Even when we had that, like, 200, 250, whatever that number was last year of season ticket holders. Yeah. Just that amount of people brought some atmosphere to the building. So having, you know, tomorrow we'll probably have around 3,500 to 4,000 people. And it's just going to be, you know, it's not going to be the sellout that, you know, we typically would like on on opening night, but it's going to be great to have a lot of people in there. You're still trying to picture the uh, uh, less enthusiastic PA guy. (laughs) Ice hogs goal. Ice hogs goal. Was it? Did you ever see Major League Two? Yes, unfortunately, I did. When Bob Euchre passes out, and the other announcer has to take over, and he's like, uh, "Fly ball, caught." <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some arenas that, when the other team scores, you can hardly hear the read. Yeah. Which is not, I mean, that position, in our building, uh, Chris Toltzman does an awesome job. He brings the atmosphere. He really ties oh, yeah, in big voice our, our game operations. It's not like that in every building. You know, a lot of buildings, the PA guy or gal is just, it's, you're just the voice, you're reading the goals and maybe a couple sure. ads. In our situation, Chris is a big part of our production. But there's some buildings, like, when we would score a goal, they'd be like, Isog's goal. Kevin Wood at 10 minutes, assisted by Mike Peck. I, I guarantee that. I guarantee that play would never happen in a million years. You would pass it to me, and I would freak the F out. My skates would come out from under me. See, I was thinking I'd take a big clapper from the blue line and hit you off the rear end and go in the net. You don't have to actually shoot the puck in the net. You can just be standing in the right place at the right this time. This is now making me uncomfortable. I've got things going on my rear end. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Just stand in front of the net. You'll get one to deflect in off the body. and then. I suddenly like hockey a lot more. <laughs> uh, but uh, we do have to wrap it up here. But uh, Ice Hogs, back in town. You can go to the game. Uh, IceHogs.com. How else do you get tickets? Uh, down at the box office at the Beemore. Calling 815-968-5222. What's the number again? 815-968-5222. <laughs> Get your tickets for tomorrow night's game, the Grand Rapids Griffins at the BMO Harris Bank Center. Puck drop at what time? 6 p.m. Doors open at 5 p.m. sharp. And if you're one of those unfortunate folks who is unable to make it out to the game, maybe you got to work or something, don't forget you can stream every single Ice Hogs game now on our website, thexrockford.com. Uh, just text HOGS to 59457 for a link to that. But we do hope to see you out at the game. Mike Peck, thanks a lot for joining us again. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Oh, boy. The uh, laxatives just kicked in, so we're going to take a quick break. 104.9 The Morning X. Hey, look at that. You made it all the way through The Morning X This Week podcast again. And you did it without touching yourself. Bravo.